I like the sound. 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 A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. I was in a plane crash once. Luckily no one was seriously hurt. When the engine failed, the pilot managed to land as best he could in a waterlogged field that was half frozen. One by one, each of the passengers were ushered out of the emergency exit. They wrapped us all in those crinkly silver foil sheets. I'd always liked the look of those things. Once I was wrapped up, it was surprising how quickly the shock wore off. It wasn't the warmth that was calming me down, it was the sound of that rustling silver sheet. I held it up to my ears on either side, stroked it between the tips of my fingers and listened to that rustle. When I'd calmed down a little, it occurred to me how comical we all looked. I turned to the man next to me and said, You know, in this big silver suit, I feel like a baked potato. The man turned to me and replied, I'm sorry, sir. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we're unable to serve food at the present time. Russell. It's a sound. Russell. It's a man's name. Russell. It's also a word for stealing. Russell is a rustler. When he's rustling, Russell always tries his best not to make any loud noises. But it's not possible for Russell to rustle silently. The best he can manage is a quiet rustling sound. That's why they call him Russell the rustling rustler. He creeps when he's trying to be quiet too, short, shuffling steps. Russell the rustling rustler is also Russell the rustling shuffler. Sometimes the rustling and the shuffling gets too loud, becomes more bustle than rustle. Bustle's a different thing altogether, right? This is what Russell sounds like. This is what Bustle sounds like. Bustle often becomes combined with hustle. It's unclear whether there's a distinction between hustle and bustle. Perhaps hustle and bustle are one and the same sound. Hustle, of course, has a different connotation. Often when Russell has done his rustling, he'll sell his stolen goods to unsuspecting buyers. That's because Russell, the rustling, shuffling rustler, is also known as Russell, the hustling 
hustler. He's no stranger to a tussle. Tussling comes with the territory. Russell, the shuffling, rustling, hustling, tussling, rustler, shuffler, hustler, tussler, an occasional bustler. <laughs> Let's hear from podcaster and longtime friend of the show, Mike Burton. It's funny because when you mentioned this to me uh, like a, a while ago when we contacted before the show, there was a lot of different things that kind of came to mind. And birds was one of them, I, I do, like as you said before. And I quite, I love nature, especially when there's a stream. That's really nice if you're in a forest and there's a stream going by or just, I, I love being around, yeah, when you can just hear just trees and the faint amount of wildlife, just being in the middle of a forest when there's no uh, man-made anything really around. I'd say that's one of my sort of favorite things. But I mean, there's, there's so many weird little things because it's like, you know, pup and bubble wrap. That's quite a cool. Uh, oh, really, yeah. It's just like, so satisfying just to kind of pop it. You occasionally get a package and it's not very eco-friendly. So I'm quite sad and happy at the same time that I don't get that in my packages anymore uh, very often. But it's like when you do, it's like, yes, just a little a little treat uh, with my packing. But I mean, opening presents, it, it, there's certain things that kind of I guess, associated like wrapping paper ripping. Like that's a really, that's a cool yeah, sound as well. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting when you take a step back to kind of, lots of little things i mean i remember when i was a kid there's even like the locking of a car like being in the car and your parents just lock the car and all the little clickers go down just that little satisfying noise the, the forest stuff uh, i really like myself particularly like the sound of footsteps Footsteps on the forest floor is awesome. Mm, and yeah, I was thinking about this and also footsteps footsteps anywhere is good. Um, yes. Different, there's lots of different types. Um, I think my, the favourite one that I thought of was footsteps in snow. Because mm, you, you can hear, you can hear the whole thing just getting kind of crushed underneath your boot and it's kind of, and it just gets repeated and repeated and repeated as you walk along. Yeah. Um, and with yes. snow as well, it makes, because of the insulation of it, it, it makes all sound like a lot quieter. Like when you're out, at, especially if you're like walking and it's, it's near the evening, like it doesn't even have to be a full night, but obviously normally when it snows, it's the winter. So when it's like gotten dark and you've just got the sort of street lights and it's snowing a bit and you can barely hear any sound because it's all just being absorbed. And all you can hear is just the footsteps of yourself and whoever you're with. It is, that's a very, I really like that one. Yeah. Similar with the, the forest and the tree uh, walking on leaves and things. And um, yeah, it's interesting that you brought up the wrapping paper thing as well. Cause um, I hadn't thought of that, but also it occurs to me that it's, um, it's one of those sounds that you associate it with a good thing. Mm. and therefore that, that that that's part of the experience is the fact that because it's, it's really just kind of tearing paper which is mm. you know it could be interpreted in lots of ways the association of the act the actual act of uh, ripping open the uh, wrapping paper i've been told by various different people i'm a terrible rapper uh not 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 in the hip-hop sense but in the, <laughs> uh, well, well probably in the hip-hop sense as well but I, I just I use so much sellotape, they just can't get into the damn thing, you know. And it, it is it is the experience of unwrapping one of my gifts, I think, is 
frustrating. <laughs> but 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 I think that it delays it delays the, uh, the the joy of the actual ripping up of the paper when you basically get through all the plastic that I've laid down on top. Much of more of a build up to it, isn't it? It's like the anticipation <laughs> of being able to actually rip the wrapping paper of your presence. I'm not kind of uh, a particularly OCD type person, but I mm. just don't like it when there's bits of paper sticking out. So when I see a little <laughs> corner of it sticking out, I just have to go. I'm good with wrapping some things, which is basically means I'm probably not a very good wrapper. When it comes to square things or DVDs or CDs or those sort of things, it's easy or a, a box of something. But when it becomes the weirder shapes, that's when my, my, my skills very quickly dwindle into just, yeah, a lot of sellotape and hope. And just try and make sure I, I try and make sure there's at least one area that doesn't have sellotape on it. And then I'm like, when I give it to them, I aim that bit at them. But keeping in line with that and packing, there's one one sound that I thought of, which it's I don't know if I'm sure you've probably heard it in your life, but it's it's a really odd sound. It's you know the polystyrene packing peanuts, and you can get like like you get yes. them, um, and you can get little S's as well when it's you got big boxes of stuff, normally office equipment or whatever. So if you pour them, there's a certain one which they're dense enough that they make this it sounds like almost seashells running off themselves it, it's a very strange noise it almost sounds kind of ceramic i don't know if you've ever if you know what i'm speaking about it's quite a weird thing yeah it's kind of like like a kid's bowl pool sort of effect mm. yeah that sort a, of thing is is, is that, are we thinking about the same thing it's it's when a little it's, sort of packing things that go in a box yeah 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 like that you can get yeah. them but they're white and they're like not kind of there's polystyrene there's the little polystyrene balls that are really small that you get like bean bags but then you get the slightly bigger ones you can get ones that almost look like a what's it and then you get other ones that are like little s's uh, and they're about you know yes yeah. 50p yeah those ones yeah well, i used to jump into boxes of those because um they, they were quite ubiquitous in the 80s and um <laughs> th there wasn't as much concern about the environment in those days yeah and um just everything used to have these little polystyrene things in and any kind of parcel that my parents used to get <laughs> and sometimes it was a big massive parcel it'd be full of these white things and i'd, I'd just be great fun just dive headfirst into it it's amazing and... <laughs> it's like a giant ball pit except all the balls that instead of these plastic balls obviously that are normally fairly large they're just these it's like halfway between like the joy of like laying in you know sand or, or snow or something like that and ball pit it's almost like the middle ground of that is polystyrene stuff <laughs> it's a very <laughs> unique and specific thing that you don't really get that often in in life especially not now i haven't seen the, the only reason i remember them quite well is because when i worked in a, a cassette and cd production place just before i started the podcast was when i, I changed jobs i've been there for like four or five years and uh, we use certain types of they, they were specifically biodegradable ones but they looked like what's it's just like really big what's it's and I, they made a different noise not quite as satisfying as the s's but the, because they're better for the environment I'm, i am happier it was those but i just remember pouring them and always being like i'll refill them with this big like uh like trolley sort of thing on wheels it was just you pour the nuts in there because you just do you know selling off cds and things like that and a cassette sometimes the, the boxes are quite small but yeah just those sorts of it's quite bad really like of all the beauty of nature and i said i love like you know the forest and the trees and snow and all that sort of stuff and then <laughs> polystyrene the devil <laughs> <laughs> now let's change the subject and see what chris christodoulou has got on his mind right now 
a sound that I love deeply is the sound of the orchestra tuning, you know, where you are sitting in a concert hall and the musicians come out and they start tuning and they start like, you know, just randomly playing random stuff, uh, each, each for their own. And at some point they decide, okay, now it's time to like properly tune. And uh, they go, you know, the, the first violin will start and actually the oboe is the, the one who starts and then the first violin picks it up and then spreads it out to the orchestra. I really love that sound because it means that, you know, something great is about to happen. I have associated with, with music and beautiful things and the orchestra is a very dear thing to me. And uh, it always fascinates me because I remember that um, when I was in classes about uh, instrumentation and composition and stuff, I remember our teacher telling us that technically, like there are some unwritten rules in the orchestra, like one of these rules, are the, the one that we all know and is very awkward, that you don't, you're not supposed to clap between sections of like a symphony or something, and everybody, you know, some, there are some random claps and then you people will stop and stuff. And one of the rules is that you never tune in the audience, in front of the audience. But this is a rule that it, it has been it has been broken and is being broken constantly, all the time. And I think that it's because, first of all, if you're a musician and you just go out and sit and you have your instrument, you can't have, you can't not play, you know, you, because you're just sitting there and otherwise you're like looking at the audience or finding a friend in the audience and looking at them. I don't know, it's like an awkward thing. So you have to play something and then if, if one starts, everybody will start joining in. And, and the other thing is that it's just customary by now, I think. It just has gotten so customary, you expect to, to hear the orchestra tune in front of you. And uh, I think that's the reason that this is kind of a, you know, it has, it's, nobody follows that rule anymore, if, if it ever was. Maybe in the, you know, in the 19th century, they were very strict about it and everybody was like, no, we have our wigs on, so that's done. But uh, yeah, I, I just love that sound a lot. So is it kind of a random series of sounds? It's not really random. That's, that's the interesting thing about it because everybody tunes, like the, the tuning note is an A, like a, the, the A note, but also because of how the instruments are um, supposed to be tuned, especially the string instruments, because you know, you're tuning your string to a specific uh, tone. So this kind of, uh, and because the string instruments are kind of consistent about that, uh, they have uh, pretty much similar tunings of their strings. So the same tones kind of come up over and over throughout the string sections. And then I think everybody, just not to be completely off tune and random, they kind of follow that. So this is, this is a sound that starts very chaotic, but very fast gains, uh, is, is focused towards certain tones until you know there's like a little break and then the oboe says and then the first violin says and, and it goes like kind of like that and then you know 
it uh, it's honed in, but it's but it's still during the honing in, still kind of a uniform sound. It's not uh, completely, you know, it's, it's not it's not very dissonant. It's actually quite, uh, you know, it's pleasant, despite the association of something is, is about to go down that is going to be nice, even the sound itself is pleasant, it's not very dissonant. Why does popcorn pop? I have in front of me an article from BBC Bite Size that answers the question quite nicely. The outside of a popcorn kernel, the hull, is a hard shell while the inside is made of oil, water and starch. As the kernel is heated, the inside becomes a soft jelly while the water turns into steam and tries to expand. Finally, the hull suddenly gives way and the inside of the kernel explodes outwards in a foamy substance which rapidly hardens. For successful popping, it's important that the kernels are heated to exactly the right temperature and for the right amount of time. If they're heated too slowly and not at a high enough temperature, the steam just slowly leaks out and the kernel never pops. Too quick and hot and the insides won't have time to fully soften and the corn will pop, 
but it will be hard and chewy. The sweet spot is 180 degrees centigrade, which is just enough to make the kernels explode into little clouds of fluffy goodness. Hey, should we make some popcorn? Let's make popcorn! Put the little kernels in the pot. All the little kernels in the pot. Daddy pour the oil on top. Mama turn the stove up hot. Some little kernels start to pop. More little kernels start to pop. All the little kernels got hot. They rolled around and bounced around and made a sound that went Here we go! from the corn fairy. The corn came from a cob. The cob came from a stalk. The stalk came from a seed. And anybody could plant a seed, even you and me. But make sure it's GMO free. Here we go. Pop, 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 hop, hop, hop. Pop, 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 like a popcorn. I Like The Sound was written, presented and produced by myself, Frank Burton. That song you just heard was called, yes, you guessed it, Popcorn Song. It's by Veer McCoy. More information in the show notes about that one. Many thanks to this week's guests, Mike Burton and Chris Christodoulou. Please do check out Mike's two podcasts, Genuine Chit Chat and Star Wars Comics in Canon. It's all great stuff. Also, follow the links to Chris Christodoulou's music. It is wonderful stuff. 
And thank you once again to those two guys for being on the show once again. My website is frankburton.co.uk. I have several books available to buy. Also check out my other podcast, Ragbag, which is recently finished but is going to be replaced with a brand new thing called Ragbag Presents. Watch out for it. Speaking of Ragbag Presents, that's our handle on Twitter and Instagram. Please share this show around. Give us a rating and review. Get in touch. Let us know what you like the sound of. I will see you soon.